calm down, man. Three three but people have spoken. Brother, you don't want me to speak. But you put out a lot of things that was inaccurate that needed to be cleared up according to the word of God. We all no, I didn't say much, and you haven't answered me. You haven't answered my point. There's only one point. I just need one point to be answered. What is wrong with you, brother? What is wrong with you, man? Listen, brother. We're going to let you you can speak. We're going to let y'all speak. So be humble yeah. yourself. Look, let me tell you something. In order to be a good talker, you also got to be a good listener. Y'all already be ready to talk, but you don't want to listen to understand nothing. That's why you don't receive. That's why you don't receive. Now, we're going to let you speak. No, 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 no. This is no, no big thing. Now, all I'm saying is when you said a lot of those things, it had to be addressed. We addressed it by what the word of God had to say. And that's what it was. Now, allow people to speak. We're going to let y'all speak. We're not going to cut y'all off. We ain't going to let nobody interrupt y'all. But you have to also have respect and humble yourself for everybody else. Same way. So don't even worry about it. Now, with that being said, we're going to get to you, Muhammad. Amen has something to say. Then you can speak after him, uh, Muhammad, depending on what he say. Because... The platform have a balance now because I'm thinking I'm looking right now probably like four Muslims up here. Okay, so if four Muslims up here, it's four Christians on here. So we're going to have a balance, a dialogue on this situation because remember the title speaks about uh, the evils of Islam and Israelites. So I guess y'all want to clear this up to try to show how Islam is not evil. Don't even worry about it. So, Amen, go ahead and speak, brother. What did you want to say? Out, out of respect, I think Muhammad was like speaking before me and wanted to make his point. So, I'm going to defer to him, but I won't forget my point, though, and I'll get back to it. Okay, Muhammad, you got the floor. Go ahead. Yeah, th thank you, Ayman. Jazakallah khair. Uh, first of all, I think I made a very simple point. I don't think it needed three people to actually make very long sermons, but that's not the point anyway. My point is. I need a simple verse in the New Testament where Jesus said, all oh, people, all oh, followers, don't worry about your salvation. Just believe that I have come to die for your sins and make my blood a sacrifice for, for your sins. This is what I require. I made my statement very clear that you know what? There is nowhere in the New Testament where Jesus said, I have come to use my blood as a ransom for your sins. Okay, this is good. what I need. I don't need, I don't that. need, I don't need, I don't need a very long lecture. I just need a simple verse. But what we see in the New Testament, when people, every time they come to Jesus to ask him, how do we gain salvation? How do we enter into the kingdom of God? He says, obey the Father. Do this, do that. Do righteousness. This is what Jesus said. If Jesus was actually coming to shed his blood, wash off your sins, give you a blank check into paradise, he will not have commanded anyone to actually do good deeds or believe in anything else. So you have a problem here. Okay, your no. teacher, your master, okay, right. your Lord and Savior. I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah, let him speak. Your right. Lord and Savior. You know, three people spoke. I have to respond to, I'm responding to Travis. Because he was the first to give a reply, he didn't answer me. So I need from Travis for him to come and actually give me a simple verse that Jesus said, don't do good, don't pray, don't do anything except you have my blood, which shall wash off your sins. 
That is what I need. Yeah, the no. second point, DL, uh, okay. DL made, DL, DL actually DL, has left. DL's not here, see. yeah, just move to another point. No, 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 I'm not moving to another point because this room is recorded. Yeah, it's no, a re it's a record. Uh, no, but D DL's not here, yeah. so no one's going to Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the point he brought from the Quran. So I want to read some verses from the Quran. He gave me, he brought up Surat Al-Bayyina. Uh, in Surat Al-Bayyina, it says in the verses he wanted me to read, 4 and 5, uh, it was not until clear proof came to the people of the book that they became divided about this prophethood. Even though they were only commanded or they were commanded except to worship Allah, being sincere to him in religion, inclining to truth and to establish prayer and to give zakat, and that is the correct religion. He brought the story of Cornelius in the book of Acts, and he's trying to say, you know what? After Cornelius was righteous, he used to believe in God, he used to do righteousness. Well, it wasn't enough. He still had to believe in Jesus. Yeah, we don't have a problem. We do not have a problem in believing in Jesus as the prophet of God, who said none is good except Allah, except his father, or except God. We don't have a problem with that. Now, he is saying that the Quranic theology is not enough to actually give you salvation. And this is a problem here because this guy, DL, is actually cherry-picking one verse in a summarized form. Now, if somebody rejects Jesus, will that be sincere devotion to God? Of course not. If somebody rejects Moses, is that sincere devotion to God? Of course not. If somebody rejects Muhammad, is that sincere devotion to God and to Jesus? Of course not. That is not sincere devotion that is mentioned in Surah Al-Bayna that DL actually brought. And how do we, how do we know this? We come to Surah Al-Baqarah. This is Surah Al-Baqarah. We can read from verse 130. It says, and who will be averse to the religion of Abraham except one who makes a fool of himself? And we had chosen him in this world, and indeed he in the hereafter will be among the righteous. When his Lord said to him, submit, aslim, become a Muslim, he said, I have submitted in Islam to the Lord of the worlds. And Abraham instructed his sons to do the same. And so did Jacob saying, oh, my sons, it, indeed, Allah has chosen for you this religion of submitting to Allah, Islam. So do not die except while you are submitters or you are Muslims. Or, or, you, or were you witnesses when death approached Jacob, when he said to his sons, what will you worship after me? They said, we will worship your God and the God of your fathers, Abraham and Ishmael and Isaac, one God. And we are Muslim submitters in into uh, where we are, we are Muslims submitting to Allah. That was that was a nation which has passed on. It will have the consequence of what it end, and you will have what you have end, and you will not be asked about what they used to do. They say, "Be Jews or Christians, so you will be guided." Say rather, we follow the religion of Abraham, inclining toward truth, and he was not of the polytheist. Say, O oh, believers, we have believed in Allah and what has been revealed to us and what has, be, what has been revealed to Abraham and Ishmael and Isaac and Jacob and the descendants of Israel and what was given to Moses and Jesus and what was given to the prophets from their Lord. We make no distinction between any of them and we are submitters, Muslims, to him. 
So if they believe in the same as you believe in, then they have been rightly guided. But if they turn away, they are only in dissension. And Allah will be sufficient for you against them. And he is the hearing, knowing. Uh, and ours is the religion of Allah, the natural way of Allah, who is better than Allah in ordaining religion. And we are worshippers of Allah. So this is what we read from the Quran. So in order for you to actually be sincere, you be devoutly uh, worshipping God based on Surah Al-Bayyina that Mr. D.L. is saying, this is not enough for salvation. A summarized form of other passages and, and surahs in the Quran I think this is a misrepresentation of the Quran. You cannot pick out a summarized form of what salvation and the right path mean, and then you come to tell us, you know what, this, the concept of salvation in the Quran is not enough. No, you have to read the descriptions and the details in the other chapters for you to know what salvation in the Quran is. I still want my, I still want my, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to obey the Father. You don't have to uphold the commandment. Just believe that I came to die for you. Use my blood to wash off your sins. There is nowhere. Even if you search and read and cry for a miracle, Jesus will not send you a miracle. Neither will the Holy Spirit. You don't have it. And my last point is to Malachi. He is trying to actually confuse uh, believing in Jesus or accepting Jesus and actually the concept of atonement. This is two, these are two different things. You shouldn't mix them up. Thank you. Yeah, so to address your point, you asked us, where is a verse where Jesus was going to be a ransom or said he was going to be a ransom for people? That's uh, Mark 10, verse 44 uh, or 45. It says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And if one isn't good enough, Matthew 20, verse 28 says, even as the son of man not came to be ministered unto, but, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And you're misrepresenting Christians. Jesus didn't teach lawlessness. So Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. This is how you honor God. This is how this is this. Uh, uh, this is what the whole law hangs on. You love God and you love your neighbor as yourself. You don't murder your neighbor if you love him. You don't covet his wife uh, like Muhammad stole his adopted son's wife. Um, you, you, the whole law hangs on these two things. You can't break the law of God keeping these two commandments. Um, so the second one is required for salvation. Just, just quickly. What was it? The second one, the second law of not harming your man or, or um, obeying the law on, on earth. That's required for salvation, not just the first one. Wait, let me, hold up, Travis, really quick. Let me add 10 seconds in here. Uh, listen, the position that we both hold are completely different, right? Good deeds are not required, but we cannot just openly sin and then say we believe Jesus Christ is our Savior, so we are allowed to do this. This is what you guys are not understanding. In Islam... Good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. You guys do good deeds to wash away your sins. In Christianity, Jesus Christ washes away our sins. This is what you guys don't understand. So when we say Jesus Christ washes away our sins, we are not saying we are allowed to sin simply because he got us covered. No, this is not the position. So you guys are kind of misunderstanding and twisting it because you guys are still holding the Quran standpoint as if, you know, going out to go feed the homeless when you just, you know, drink some, you know, drank some alcohol or, or sinned or lied is going to cover everything for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do not hold that. We, we do. Hold on, hold, on, hold on one second. Amen. 
it, I know it doesn't cover repentance, but the but the idea of hey, I just lied or I just went on a whole week of partying, and I know I sent all week, so let me go spend five days feeding the homeless and going to go do other good deeds so I can wash away what I just did last week. Christians do not hold that position because our good deeds are like filthy rags. That is not going to get our that is that is not going to get us into heaven. But we still do need to hold truth to uh, 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 being good, you know, trying our best to hold. Um, excuse me, trying our best to, um, you know, you know, to not sin and stuff like that. But God knows that we have a sin nature and he knows that this is going to come to us. Sometimes we struggle. So what we're saying is, is that Jesus Christ has saved us from that because God knows that, 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 you know, Jesus knows that that is in us innately. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? But, but, we, but, but we cannot, but, but, but amen, amen. We cannot remove that ourselves. The Muslim position is that you can remove your oh, sins God. yourself. God tells you, you can't remove that. God tells us in the Quran that you can't remove that. And that's a part of your, your human nature. The point okay, is so why does, so, 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 so what's the point of good deeds outweighing your bad deeds? What's the point of that? Dan? The point is to try and repent. You don't get into heaven unless you have God's mercy. God's mercy is the most important thing. So I agree with that, that belief in him and his mercy gets you to heaven. Well, but the point is to try. That's the moral imperative well, that you can't just do that. The whole story and of the Quran is if God had willed that you accept Islam, he'd open your breast to Islam. And if he, has willed that you would reject Islam. He has constricted your breast to Islam. Your God picks and chooses before uh, you're ever born, whether you're going to be a Muslim or not. But um, yeah, but it's totally misrepresenting the Christian uh, view that um, we we can just live however we want and we can just believe in Jesus Christ and we go to heaven. No, no, hold on. Wait, hold on. We, we do good works because we love God. We love our neighbor because we love God. That's uh, that's like us. That would be like us representing your position. Muhammad said, if you fast the day of Ashura, all your previous uh, year's sins will be forgiven. I can just live however I want. And according By the to way, Muhammad, I am, I I am, not, a, I am not Sunni. I am Shia. I don't fast yeah, on yeah, Ashura. That's fine. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. worse. It's worse than Shia. But um, <laughs> but Muhammad said, um, Muhammad said, if you fast the day of Ashura, then all your sins are forgiven. So I can misrepresent your position, uh, Amen. As as uh, you know, or any I'm narrative. You realize I'm not talking about Christians at all, or or their good deeds, or how they, um, you know, act on earth, or their belief in God. I'm only talking about the moral imperative in the Bible, just the injunction. Yeah. That's it. It's it's yeah. very clear in the Quran that you need to act this way. Where yeah, I feel so like in the Bible, it's a bit more ambiguous. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're told how to honor God, um, thoroughly honor God in the Bible. It's very uh, well. The, the Quran relies on previous scripture, by the way. So uh, to say it's ambiguous is just no, you totally know, agreed. Uh, yeah. I'm just talking about the the moral imperative, and that if if that doesn't happen, that you'll be severely punished. In the Quran, it's very clear that there will be Muslims that end up in hell, like for this reason, right? Like, yeah, that, so that's it's very clear. Yeah, but it's been it's it's been uh, portrayed throughout the Torah that uh, the law uh, condemns of sin. It was not able to be kept. Uh, man failed over and over again. God was merciful, and God had a solution to the problem. So, um, so, and let me just accurately represent uh, what us Christians believe. Since of uh, you know, so we don't have any more you know accusations thrown against us. We believe that God is justice. The the Book of Psalms says, "Thy throne is is uh." Thy habitation of thy throne is justice. So we're looking at an almighty, all just God. Uh, we've sinned against this God. We've re we've recognized through the law that we're guilty of sin before this God. Now, how can man satisfy God's almighty sense of justice? 
uh, according to Muhammad, you can kill geckos on hit, on one or two hits. You get more points for doing this or that. Um, but we say, no, we can't pull ourselves. We can't pull God down to our level where we can satisfy sinning against an almighty, all just God, all holy. So we don't pull our God down to that level. We say God had a plan to satisfy that sense of justice. Now, how can God be just and show love and mercy at the same time? And, and I'll give you an analogy. It would be like a police officer pulling you over for breaking the law. If he's going to be thoroughly just, he's going to give you the ticket. Now, how can he be just and loving at the same time? And all analogies break down. Well, he can write you that ticket. And then he can pull his wallet out of his back pocket and pay that ticket for you. This is what our God has done for us. There was a, a sense of justice that need to be satisfied. Man cannot satisfy justice against a God. If you do, your God is is, is brought down to a human level. Okay, so just to respond to that, because you, you uh, clarified uh, the Christian position on that, I wanted to clarify the Muslim position, is that you can never justify your evil deeds, you can never justify the uh, na'mah, the blessings God gave you, or his heaven and your entrance into that. The point is not to justify that, because that's not possible. The point is to repent and try. Because when you repent, you're, you're continuing your connection with God, you're you're giving him something, you're admitting to something, and you're giving him something good out of that, only for God's sake. That keeps a connection with God. The point is to not pay God off. The point is to just keep coming back. Yeah, so just, justice isn't served. That's like taking Hitler before a court and saying, you know what, Hitler, you, you murdered millions of people, you cooked people, just don't do it again. That's not serving justice. Your God doesn't serve justice in that way. No, the, the, whatever, whatever justice you know, needs to be served, will be served. Uh, so you can't do a Hitler move and say, God, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm hoping that's not what you're reducing the position to. Yeah, no, we're, we're saying that man can't justify or satisfy that sense of justice. Uh, even our own justice system uh, de demands justice and because, out of love, you know, out of love for those that were wronged. And how much more so for an almighty, all holy God? Uh, Muhammad was teaching people that they can satisfy that justice. This is bringing God down to man level. Okay, let me say something too, because Muhammad said something. Here's the problem that they're having. They don't understand what salvation is and who salvation is. They look at salvation as a process that a person have to do in their efforts in order to obtain. When you read the Bible in Luke chapter 2, let's see what the Bible tells us what salvation is. Luke chapter 2 give us the answer to salvation and why you will hear Jesus say the things that he say out of his mouth. Luke chapter 2 verse 30. Look at what it says pertaining to salvation. Okay, so it says, and, okay, it says, and it was revealed, Luke chapter 2, starting from verse 26, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, Simeon, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit unto the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let it your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen 
your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his and my patriot and Joseph marveled at those things which were spoken of him, speaking of Jesus Christ. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary and his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. A sword shall pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So right here, Simeon. The high priest is holding Jesus in his arms and he's saying that this is the Lord's salvation. So salvation is a person. And this is why when you begin to see the life and ministry of Jesus, he's saying, whoever don't believe in me will die in your sins because he is salvation. How do we know that too? Acts chapter four, verses 10 and 12. Look what Acts chapter 4, 10 and 12 says. So this is the problem people having. They don't understand what salvation is and who salvation is. Acts chapter 4, verse 10 and 20. Look at what it said pertaining to Jesus Christ. Starting from verse 10. And let it be known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him do this man stand here before you hold. This is the stone, speaking of Jesus, which was set at naught of you builders, which have become the head of the corner. Neither, neither, let me say that one more time, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. So all men in the earth is saved in Jesus and Jesus alone. Anybody else come teaching opposite of that? It's the spirit of Satan himself. And this is why Islam is disqualified. This is why it's considered evil before God. Because the way that God set forth that men may be saved, they removed. God said all men is saved in Jesus Christ. There is no other name given in the heavens or under the earth that all men should be saved. Everybody is saved in Christ and Christ alone. So when you come teaching a different gospel, when you come rejecting the crucified Christ and Savior, what happens is you are going against the order of God and it is considered evil, murder, hatred, idolatry, and it is from Satan himself that's trying to destroy the salvation that God put in Christ and Christ alone. So we wrestling for nothing when the Bible is clear. Salvation is Jesus Christ. And it is in no other. So there's no, so there's no such thing as another word coming after him. There's no such thing as another one rising saying this is the truth because there is no other name by which a person can be saved. Salvation is in no other but Jesus Christ. This scripture. So when we see that Islam come 600 years after the death of Christ, where you got that gap. When there was no such thing as the Quran, there was no such thing as the religion. Now it's saying that that's not the truth. See, that's where the problem come in, where your common sense needs to unlock. Because you're going to say that God was silent, empty, and void through almost a half a, uh, a, half a millennium, only to then institute a new religion that nobody never heard of. Yeah. See, see, that's what I mean by 
and you're going against God because you're trying to remove what God already had laid down that everybody wants to believe in. So now everything changed now. See, that's the problem, bro, that just don't, it, 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 you can't make sense out of it. Not even if you tried. So you can't tell us what the Quran say. You can't tell us what is, well, the Quran said, I don't care what it said because it's disqualified according to the word of God. The moment it say Jesus is not the son of God, didn't die on the cross for your sins, God is not the father, you are disqualified and that is against the order of God. And there's no way you or anybody else can make it right. Yeah. All, all scholars, all historical calls you know he this can i can i speak um, um, i was just okay I was, I was just go. From, sorry i was waiting for brother oh yeah sure go ahead i'll let you go right after um, I was also going to say, I think sometimes we also forget um, in the Bible where Jesus actually um, command, um, condemned the Pharisees, right? Because very early on when I was um, doing my study in the Bible, when I came across the Pharisees, for me, it represents what um, Israelites and Islam is today because Jesus lays judgment on people who... Uh, um, I think you could get it from uh, if you look at the book of Matthew, a lot of the time Jesus was laying judgment on the people who were doers of the law. And he talked about how they present themselves in front of people. Um, he talked, he specifically talked about the issues that he had with Pharisee, which they always present themselves on the outward to be holy, but on the inside, they were he actually used words like saying that they were rotten. Um, things like if you read the, if you read the gospel. A lot of these Pharisees were going against the things that Jesus was doing out of the heart and using things like the law, think, using things like, um, for example, when Jesus uh, um, did a miracle on the Sabbath and they said things like, oh, you know, why, you know, that is sinful to not, uh, you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath.